0: Mm. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I hope you're doing great. I um, am just popping in here. First of all, we've got a dear friend of mine on the podcast today. She was one of the humans who supported me on my journey all through Colorado. We hiked so many mountains together. We had so many amazing chats. I'm going to share her with you in a minute, but before we dive in... I wanted to know, I wanna know you guys, do you know? Do you know? I'm hosting a retreat in sunny California in May. So May 7th through the 11th, I am bringing 11 women to Encinitas, California where I live. You guys, there's an energy vortex here. I literally, when I drove from Colorado to here, I I went through this stoplight and I literally instantly felt high. I call it the spiritual high because you literally all of a sudden your whole body, body and being is like buzzing and then on fire and like the best way. I literally felt it driving into Encinitas. So I'm bringing women to Encinitas, to the energy vortex. And then there's going to be the energy vortex of bringing 11, 12, 13 of us lightworkers into one space on top of that. And I feel like you should be there. So. I'm sharing this with you. If you've heard about it and you're like, fuck, I want to be there, but I don't know if I can work, it out financially. I don't know if I'm meant to be there. I don't know if I'm worthy of being there. All the stories I've told myself, I'm afraid I, um... I get you. I feel you. I remember going to a retreat my first retreat. You guys, I was like peeing my pants. Cause there was all these high level women there. And I was like, who am I at this retreat? Like everyone else has got their shit together and I don't. And what I can tell you is no one's got their shit together. We are all in this entrepreneurial journey together. And the retreat really truly is for women who you don't need to have a business to come, but you either want to, to, tap into the potential of starting the business, you're ready to unleash your gifts to the world, or you do have a business and you are just not seeing the magnetism you desire. Maybe you want to show up more confident in sharing your message. Maybe you're the type of girl who you have this gift, you have this purpose. You Maybe you're, you're even, you have a product that you really are like strongly passionate about. You have something you want to share with the world, but every time someone asks you, you're like, oh, I do this coaching thing, or oh, I do this essential oils thing, and you almost like shrink down, right? So I want to bring women here to this retreat because I want to help you become the magnet for your clients, for the abundance, for your desires, for that dream life. I want to help you purify your vessel so that you can hold more light and attract the things you've been craving into your life. You will leave this retreat with more clarity on your purpose. You will leave this retreat with more confidence. You will leave this retreat knowing your path and feeling like you are going to do anything it takes and that it's going to be easy and flowy to get to your goals and your dreams. You're going to know that they're meant for you. There's going to be none of this maybe if, when. I hope it's going to be like, no, it's already done. This is fucking happening because you're going to claim your power at this retreat and step into the badass entrepreneur that you truly are. So if you feel called to be there, even if you're terrified, even if you're afraid, get your butt here you are meant to be a part of this. 11 women, three day, three nights, four days, Encinitas, California. Jamie's going to be doing some photography for us. She's This is my girlfriend, y'all. She's going to be doing um, photo shoots, mini photo shoots for you guys. So you have some amazing content to share with your audience. Again, you don't need to be necessarily... Having that full time online business, you don't even have to have a business yet, but having that content to share is going to be really powerful. And what I can say is, when I have amazing content to share, I feel a lot more confident about the message that's going with it. So, you're going to get a photo shoot, there's going to be workouts, there's going to be high vibe meals. I'm going to be leading you through some. Exercises and some practices to purify your vessel. There's going to be discourse and there's going to be a massive sisterhood. And what I can tell you about the sisterhood is that when you have a group of women, you guys, the people from my last retreat, we're still hopping on calls together. They're still supporting each other. There's this deep connection that occurs. And I want the women who are coming to this treat to know that you don't have to do this journey alone, that there are other women who are wanting to support you, who are wanting to root for you, who are wanting to get behind the message that you want to share and they want you to succeed. There are other women out there who are growing. There are other women out there who are expanding. And I want you to have a really strong network and a really strong foundation of other women to support you through this journey. Because I know I would not be the human being I am today if I did not have a network of women supporting me along the way, a support system, other women who are expanding, other women who are on my consciousness level. Because the moment you surround yourself with people who are not on the same path, people who want to stay the same people who want to shrink, people who want to not gain consciousness, that is what you will become. You become who you surround yourself with. So I want you to be very clear is that if you want the maximum amount of results. Whether you come to this retreat or not, you need to find yourself an extremely powerful community, a community of people who are helping you grow, a community of people who are expanding you, not just doing the same damn thing every weekend, not just having the same conversations, not just taking it to the surface every time. You need people in your life who are going to bring the depth, who are going to bring the connection, who are going to bring the support and the expansiveness into your life. And this retreat is just one avenue you can take to find those women. The next thing I want to say about this retreat is that there is a select group of people I am looking for. I am I'm looking for, again, I said you don't have to have a business, but there's a type of woman who I would like to be here. And that is the woman who's ready to take action. Yes, you might not feel fully confident right now. Yes, there might be fear. Yes, there is that likely some doubt. Because let's be real, if you're on this entrepreneurship journey, there is going to be moments where you're doubting. But the type of woman coming to this retreat is a, I'm going to do whatever it takes to align with my soul's purpose. I'm here to take the action to align with that. I'm not this like keep it in the comfort zone all the time. I'm not the type of girl who plays it safe. The type of girl who's coming to this retreat is like, I'm all in on my dreams, and it might not be where I need to be, where I desire to be. I might not be making the money that I want to be. I might not be having the clients flow in that I want to be, but I am all in on this, and I'm ready to take the action. That's the woman who's going to be at this retreat. That's the woman who I am calling in for this. So if you feel like that is you, Go to the show notes right now. Get yourself there. The spots are filling fast. And I just want to remind you that soul is not gonna wait. If you get the hit and you're like, I don't know why, but I need to be there, soul's not waiting for you. It's like, let's fucking do this yesterday. Every action I've taken and that my timeline has quantum leaped in the past year. There is shit that's happening that like It shouldn't be happening this fast on a logical level, but because I'm full body, hell yes, saying yes to soul and I'm doing the thing soul is guiding me to results happen. So if you feel called to be here, call on the divine. If you're like, I want to be there, but I don't have the money. Call on the divine. Say, I don't know how, but I need to be there. Provide me the funds. Show me how I can make this work. Reach out to me ask if we can extend the payment plan, figure it out, right? There is not always a logical solution, but there's usually a solution to this. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Let's talk about JJ. Oh my gosh. Shifting gears, throw chakra acting up again. It's been happening. It's a real thing. Clearing all the shit through, but Rabbi Jessica, Marshall believes to her depths that the universe is here to dance with each of us in co-creation. She is offering spiritually inclusive rituals for weddings, women's gatherings, and retreats. She incorporates mindfulness and the awe of the natural world. Rabbi Marshall guides participants into abundance and joy by connecting to their own rich soul wisdom. Her rituals sanctify where we each are on our journey with humor, divine presence, authenticity, and overflowing compassion. She happily dances between rabbi and a mystic serving with theological expansiveness and honoring nature's cycles of creation and restoration. At a healthy dose of lightheartedness, humor, and soaking up this divine in the natural world with her passionate soul is nourished. <clears throat> oh, how good is that? So Jessica and I met in Colorado and she was one of the few people in my life when I was living there that I really connected with on a deep soul level who I could have those spiritual connections and conversations with. And so I'm so excited to share, you, share her with each of you in this episode. And I want to remind you guys before we dive into the full episode that you each are how this message gets spread, how this message gets shared. So if you think of anyone when you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, they need this message, or oh my goodness, my friends and family would benefit from this, make sure you share these episodes with you know, your social media audience, your friends, your family, whoever it is that you think of in the moment that would benefit from this. Um, it's greatly appreciated from me. It helps me spread this mes- message to more people, Help spread light to more people. And I know that together we can make this this, this message of light really impact the masses. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode with JJ. Thank you, Jessica, so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast and share you with my audience. Um, Before we dive in, why don't you share a little bit about who you are, how you got to the place you are today, um, anything you think is relevant for the listeners to know.
1: Mm, Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shelby. You're such a friggin' soul sister. It's like Mm. utter delight to be in conversation (laughs) with you.
0: (laughs) I'm really excited for today, so yes, listeners, too. prepare yourself.
1: <laughs> We're taking an open palms approach too, so wherever spirit guides us, that's where mm-hmm. we'll go. Um, oh my goodness, who I am, how I got here. Well, maybe I'll share actually a little bit of my professional journey because I think it it plays in nicely in terms of um, not keeping ourselves in boxes. I. Um, so I'm a rabbi and for almost a decade was serving in a kind of more traditional, uh, structure. So I was on a college campus and then at a synagogue for, um, eight and a half years. And they were beautiful experiences. I mean, I was incredibly fulfilled, incredibly happy. It was really a mutual love fest going in both directions at my temple. Um, And I also had a very strong internal voice that said, you can't stay. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, so I'll just kind of share the background. So I, I had been feeling uh, burnt out and I had been feeling um, like I wanted to give a relationship with an ex another chance. (laughs) And I was started off on a bike ride and this voice came in that was kind of from like within and without, and it said, you can't stay. And I heard it and I was like, Oh man. And I knew it was truth. And I was like, Oh F because, because I knew it was true. And I knew that listening to it would uh, blow up my life a little bit, you know, and that was scary. And I did listen. um, And there was a lot of, growth around that in terms of uh disappointing people that I loved Mm. um there was a lot of like dismantling kind of some parental structures that had been set up in terms of a relationship with my dad that was um, very supportive and strong and and had been important in um protecting me from some stuff for a while so the decision to leave you know when we make these leaps they're wonderful and we know we need to do them it doesn't always mean that they're easy mm-hmm. um, and a lot of beautiful growth has come from it so I moved to Denver and nothing went at all the way I thought it would as usually <laughs> memoirs stay tuned mm-hmm. so uh, yeah the the relationship didn't come together the way that I thought and Denver has been positively magical. And I really broadened my rabbinic, um, service and kind of scope in a way that's felt so friggin aligned. So really like expanding into a more mystical way of being, um, bringing metaphysics in. So, so I understand mysticism as, um, The idea that there's something going on here beyond what we can see. Mm. And there there are truths that are beyond the intellect. And what does it look like to have a direct experience with the mystery? Um, And the belief that the universe wants to offer us a life beyond our wildest dreams if we choose to honor that and to tap into it. Um, So that's kind of the mystical piece. And then the metaphysical piece is the divine as a synthesis of mind, body, and spirit. Um, and knowing that our thoughts create our reality and how we vibrate, you know, speaking to the, the beautiful work that you do, like the, the energy of our vibration, uh, is outward and inward. And so, um, you know, if we want light, we need to bring it and then, and then Mm. we'll be able to receive it and really embracing an expansive way of being in a joyful experience of life. So, um, that's where I am now, and I'm in this like beautiful, beautiful dance between serving in a more rabbinic capacity doing life cycle events, but also feeling called to expand more and more and more and more broadly mm-hmm. and doing all sorts of beautiful work with women's spirituality and retreats and women's circles and um, teaching people the ways that I tap into more joy and more playfulness and more abundance in my life. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'll leave it there, but it's a, it's a really rich time. God, that's
0: all of it. So powerful. And it's such a great reminder. I love that you brought up and I honor you for taking that leap of faith when, you know, so many people can hear that voice. So many of us do hear that voice and it can be really scary and difficult to say, Oh my gosh, this is truth. This is the path I am meant to go down. This is what's next. This is the next step for me. And to confront all the systems we have in our lives, maybe relationships we have in our lives, people outside of us who maybe have opinions. And I think that really flows into what we want to chat about today around being an empath versus codependency. And I think this is a a, a great avenue to go down. And so when you were shifting out of that, you know, what your traditional very like avenue you had gone down and going into more of this I'm just going to follow spirit and see where it leads me. What things did you have, have to navigate in those relationships and were there some of the, were you unraveling some of those relationships um, when you made that transition where you noticed that there had been some codependency maybe in place that you had to confront?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. So I think the biggest one was with my dad and um I had an amazing dad he's really like i I won the dad lottery for sure, and like as we grow and expand, then the relationship needed to also mm-hmm. um and it can be a little sticky you know as as that expansion happens so i had um when my parents got divorced and um and I had a mom who was kind of struggling with some really serious health problems. My dad became uh, a rock for me in a lot of ways and was also helping financially. So there were, there were a lot of different ways that I was kind of leaning on him. And um, when I chose to do something that was super non-traditional and was also leaving a place that I was really loved and, and also really loved them it was hard for him to understand, like, why would you do this? Like, you have this amazing setup. And, um, and, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this. Okay, so he came to visit after I had already made the decision. And we are on a walk in Seattle. It was like this beautiful kind of spring day. It was actually sunny in Seattle, which, you know, is a gift in in and of itself. And he was asking me all these questions, like trying to understand (laughs) what I was doing. As family members do. (laughs) As family members do. And Shelby, I couldn't really articulate it. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I, all I had was like, I just know this is what I was supposed to do. And that's hard for someone else to receive. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for someone else to receive. Um, Especially, you know, he tends to be a little more logical um, and linear. And so one of the things that I learned was uh, um, what to share with him when, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think too about like for those of us who are changing careers or going into business for ourselves or those kinds of things at the beginning when it's still tender and, and we're not totally um, solid on our two feet in terms of what our vision is and how we're going to do it and all those things. We get to choose who we share the tender pieces with. So that was one thing that I learned. Um, and, and as as my business has expanded, I, I mean, I had a conversation with him probably like six months ago where I said, Dad, I love you. I need you to stop asking me certain questions because they're only feeding into my own fear and Mm -hmm. here's why and here's what it's touching on in me and um, my dad is a therapist I mean he's incredibly emotionally aware and he got it and Mm -hmm. so that you know just feeling clear too about like who we tell what to when is really helpful um so yeah
0: that's really powerful I love that like just setting the boundary of like, hey, these questions actually sent me down the spiral. And going back to how you mentioned like our internal reality creates what's in our lives. And so mm-hmm. being able to be really clear as you're navigating it for yourself of what is what is triggering me to go down those rabbit holes. I call them rabbit holes when we go yeah, down exactly. the spiral of like – yeah fear and doubt and worry when we're navigating that we're becoming solid in that for ourselves which isn't always easy especially when we're starting to flex that muscle muscle, being able to have those conversations how powerful it is so that we can build our strength and then there may be a time and a point in our lives where those questions don't spiral us out any longer but we have to become so strong in our own reality and our own conviction our own what we want to believe to be true for our lives so that we can manifest that in so I think that's really beautiful and powerful yeah
1: yeah a hundred percent and you know the truth is at the beginning when we're kind of in the inchoate stage you know like when we're when we're visioning and 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 just trying to stay open to listen to the whispers from the universe it's a very creative time which is beautiful um and and to have others come in with the more like, well, how exactly is this gonna work, and how are you gonna make the money and uh, like and knowing that in the beginning, when we're in this creative space, we're gonna not everything is gonna work, and that's how it's supposed to be. So yeah, just to honor that, like to know what chapter we're in and and then who we let into our consciousness during that time is is really important. Um, I wanted to. this kind of dovetails really beautifully into the being an empath versus being codependent piece. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, um, can I share kind of how uh, one framing of the difference between the two for our listeners? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm taking this from Mark Groves. Do you know Mark Groves, Shelby? We've talked about him before, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he does a lot of beautiful stuff around boundaries and also like men's work too. He's great. So, and he has his own podcast. I'm always, I'm always borrowing from other kind of light workers. Um, So he has a structure for the difference between being an empath versus codependent that I found very helpful. I love it. So an empath says, I feel deeply for self and in turn others. And the codependent way of seeing that is, I feel others' feelings for them. Mm. Annette, there's five different ones. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, I'm comfortable to allow others their pain. And a codependent would say, I'm uncomfortable with pain and I want to help fix it. Mm. An empath would say, I set limits for others without guilt. Someone who's in the more codependent energy would say, I struggle to set limits for others. Hmm. An empath would say, I'm driven by my sense of self-love. And a codependent would say, I'm often driven by guilt, fear, or worry. Hmm. That's never happened to any of us. No. Um, (laughs) no. (laughs) An empath would say, I can heal me, you can heal you. This is the biggie. I can heal me, you can heal you. A codependent would say, if i can help to heal you then i can heal me. Mm. so i just i just loved that framing um, i feel like it comes into our business i feel like mm-hmm. it comes into our family relationships big time into our romantic relationships so um, yeah i just wanted to offer that
0: that's really powerful and I, you know as i was thinking about it there's a conversation i had with a friend a few weeks ago around how when we are like in that codependent is you know maybe we i think we use more of like the people pleasing role because, right exactly you know, yep yep being that like i need to save people is kind of the energy of the codependent or, or someone who's in the people pleasing role is like you're taking on everyone else's shit but you're not actually really truly healing your own stuff it's almost like a way to deflect sometimes too so it's interesting because we can fall into the codependent and we can be so in it and we can be like i need to save everyone that we aren't even focusing on our own stuff which is just a way of avoidance and people pleasing at the end of the day too so it's like such a powerful realization that it's not selfish to set boundaries because i think that can sometimes be especially when we're really unconscious we can find that like this I, I found myself being like, well, setting this boundary is selfish, right? That's yeah, like the energy it can be at like societally. Yep. Of like if we set these boundaries, we're being selfish when the reality is it's being selfish not to set the boundaries because we're, we're we're avoiding our own work and our own healing, which is the the most
1: powerful thing we can do. Oh, two, actually two things. Um. So yes, within society it can be viewed as selfish, but it and it can also be viewed as selfish within your family system, which mm. could sometimes hurt even more, right? Because mm. you love these people and you care about them, even if they are challenging for you. So that's one thing. The other thing is my gosh, Shelby, I have tried so, like, like if I could heal other people's pay, it, pain for them, I would do it in a friggin' mm-hmm. heartbeat. We all would, you know? Mm-hmm. And we can't. Like, I have banged my head up against that wall so many times. The only person that can heal their stuff is that person. Mm-hmm. So not only um, does it hurt us, but it's just futile. Like it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work.
0: Yeah. I think you, and sometimes as an empath, like, yeah, I at least I had to get to the point where I was literally banging my head up against yep, the wall. Yeah, yeah. And a mentor wanting it for the other people more than they want to heal themselves, right? So I would get on the calls and be like oh, all in. And then I realized I was actually attracting as a coach people who wanted that codependent
1: coaching. Uh, you know, yeah. I was doing a
0: disservice to my clients as well because I wasn't setting really clear boundaries of like, I'm not gonna heal you.
1: Yep. You weren't modeling it. I wasn't
0: yeah. modeling. I was being yeah. the codependent coach. And so I think, too, is especially if there's new coaches listening, too, is recognizing that you are doing a disservice to your family, to your, to your clients, to your friends by not stepping into that really empowered empath energy of i'm not taking on other people's stuff have you had situations in your life where you've recognized it with especially let's go down the family rabbit hole because i think that can be almost the hardest one to navigate yeah right yeah and, love so and care about these yeah, people so deeply yeah. and that the the codependency has likely been there for a really long time right because that can just be how the system gets built out so how do we navigate when those, like, how has that shown up if you, like, how does that show up in a familial system? Like, how do you recognize if it's codependent versus empathy, empathy like, in a family?
1: Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I think how, how we recognize it is, you know when you feel a truth in your body, and even if it's a hard truth, your whole body expands. Mm-hmm. That's how we recognize it. That mm-hmm. I, for me at least, if I can take a more embodied approach, um, that's how I know. So, yeah. So I'll give an example. Um, I, and this <laughs> this was quite recent. <laughs> May or may not have happened over the holiday time. Great um, time to recognize these patterns. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing I'll say too is when we recognize these patterns and, and we honor you know, healthy boundaries, we can also really heal some deep family stuff. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't only have to be negative. Like this can be an incredibly empowering thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what happens. So I... I came to the realization that it would be better for me to not stay at my family's house over the holidays for a visit. And um, I just knew that I'm so sensitive to energy and I would not be able to show up in my fullest light um, if I didn't have a little bit of space to like regroup and do the practices that I knew um, would enable me to show up the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I set up uh, a way to stay with a friend. And that fell through like two days before the trip. And um, and then staying with another friend was a little bit like trickier with transportation, yada, yada, yada. And I ended up staying um, on the sofa of family members' house. The rest of the visit, and it just wasn't good. Like, I had no space Mm -hmm. for myself, and I was in the house, and I ended up um, not showing up in the way that I wanted to. I fell back into uh, some resentment, some impatience, Mm -hmm. you know, childhood patterns, all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, that was a really current example, and I think. To be honest, one of the things that, well, there were two things that were keeping me from kind of acting in a way that I felt was in everyone's best interest. One was I knew that it hurt this family member for me to not stay there. Like that felt Mm. um, hurtful to them. Mm -hmm. and the other was the financial costs, like it was going to be a chunk of change to rent a car and to stay somewhere else and all those things, and and I was struggling with that a little bit, and so the visit actually, um, it did have a lot of beautiful moments. It had a lot of hard moments too, but I'm so grateful for it because it was spirit really telling me, okay, sweetheart, like you learned this lesson. It's going to be different next time, and you know what you need to do, and even if it means hurting someone you love, that doesn't mean that you don't have the conversations of repair and healing that come afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, really, like it's not about not having the conflict; it's about the growth and healing that comes from it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's a really recent example. I, I was, I was in the swirl of it and um, mm-hmm. leaned on my friends, leaned on my own practices to really kind of navigate it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, learned a ton about really like my own guilt or fear or worry got in the way of mm. what was best for everyone in the situation because I couldn't show up in my in my joy and in my light and in my love, yeah. which is so present, you know, and yes. and got kind of obscured by uh the other stuff.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's like I love that example because how many of us will like worry about if it's going to hurt someone's feelings in the initial and in the upfront, even though it's, it really truly is better for the collective. And I think about my current relationship, there are times where I really do need to retreat and go inward. And I've had to have those really tough conversations where my partner is more the type of person who could be around people yeah, all the time yeah. and have that hard conversation of like, this has nothing to do with you. I need to spend some alone time. I love and care about you and I will show up 10 times better for this relationship Uh Uh if I go inward and take some time to heal whatever is coming up for me because I can tell when I haven't taken the time to go inward and do my own healing is like then I show up in that relationship snap you know like you were saying resentful and snap I will snap and I will you know Take out whatever I haven't done on the inside on everyone around me, and that's just totally unfair. And so, even though I know it will hurt her feelings for a moment, yeah, she understands and she sees me and she gives me that space because she does, she sees the difference. And so, sometimes it can be, you know, a tough conversation to initially have, but the people will, who love and care about you will see how different you can show up and how much that impacts their relationship with you and how much better that relationship can be and the stronger it can be when you can show up in your highest self. And I just, that's like the perfect example. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah. And I have two questions for you about this. So yeah, one is, um, well, maybe a statement and a question. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it is in the delivery and that's one of the things that I, that I learned, um, You know, there's a way to say to someone, I need this, Mm -hmm. that is harder for someone to receive Mm -hmm. versus, you know, um, this feels a little bit hard for me to say and I'm feeling nervous because I really care about our relationship and I'm realizing that it would be really helpful for me to have X, do you think you could give that to me, or we could give that Mm -hmm. to each other, like, like feel the difference, right, of the kind of those two ways of saying, and I think one of the mistakes I made the first time around was saying, this is what I'm going to do, um, and both formulas, we know the, the the final outcome, right, is that Mm -hmm. we're going to take some space for ourselves, but the the energy around the delivery is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my question is so when you do take space and I'm asking this for myself too cuz I've been thinking about this a lot do you ever feel guilty that you're doing it like like when you're in the midst of stepping back does, does the guilt ever come in you know that oh man this is like this could be time for us together or why do i need this you know that kind of thing
0: I think initially, because, you know, especially in the beginning of a relationship, you, there is that part of me that really, truly just wants to be with them
1: all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: then I recognize how I'm actually showing up when it is all of our time together. And so at first there was a little bit of that guilt or like just the, the, you know, the FOMO of like wanting to be together all the time. But I recognize like how much more powerfully our like, it's, it's a night and day difference in our connection. Yep. And so yeah, I'm not yeah. going to like, and I know that God's spirit source, like my connection to that. And that's really what I do in that time. I myself, yeah, reconnect yeah. to my higher self reconnect yeah. to God, reconnect to the divine. Because if I don't do that, then I'm disconnected in the relationship too. And so I, I have come to the place where I never feel guilty for reconnecting. Cause I know that if I'm not connected when her and I together are together, I feel a million percent different. Like I'm just like, Like, are we, like, I just feel like we're floating through existence rather than, like, dropping in and being so divinely connected. And it's like this, like, sparks fireworks in every moment. And I would rather have, you know, less time but that kind of connection than all the time in the world and feeling kind of, like, disconnected or numbed out.
1: A hundred percent. And I also find that, you know, I do the same thing, and it's usually around, like, being out in nature and or physical movement. Um, You and I have shared so many hikes together and like, really that's our time to kind of tap into spirit um, via our friendship. And um, I often find that that's when the love pours in. Like when I take the time to step back and, and, um, bolster my own spiritual connection mm. I feel so much love for the person who I'm coming back to whether it's a family member or yes. you know a girlfriend or romantic partner whatever so yeah
0: I love that so much yeah it's like you without that spirit flowing through us there is re- really no love and connection And I actually started to me I'm just going to share this because I actually mistaked in the beginning we were spending a lot of time and we still yeah. do the time together. But in the beginning, I mistaked that disconnection as maybe like the sparks were gone or there was like something wrong or that we needed to spend more time together Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. in order to make that bond stronger. When the reality was we needed to connect to that higher power first, each yep. of us own. Yep. And when we came together, then it was like, oh my God, right? There's like, there was this chemistry and this power and this like, Connection that we could not have if either of us were disconnected on our own. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yes, yes. I don't know. It's like sometimes I think we can confuse feeling disconnected from God as feeling disconnected from our partner at times. Oh, it love that. that and yeah. It's, it's not the partner I'm disconnected from, it's actually myself. And so instead of getting resentful towards her, which I'm saying this because I've done it, there are moments where I catch myself and I'm like, why am I feeling resentful towards you? And it's because I'm feeling sad that I've disconnected actually from self and from higher self. And sometimes that comes out and it's not just partners we're talking about in this moment, but sometimes that resentment comes out on family members too. Mm -hmm. When I go home and I'm not doing those practices and I'm noticing myself disconnect. So I really love that.
1: This could be yeah. conversation yeah yeah and I mean w- when we have those moments of feeling resentful that we wish the other person was more x mm. like we know that that's really about how we're showing up right like yeah. like let's say I wish this other person okay let me think of an example here um ah, here's a great one. I wish this other person would be more into spirituality or their spiritual mm-hmm. connection or connecting in that way or something, right? It's always a mirror, you know, for, yes. for us to deepen that within and then bring that back, right? Like mm-hmm. we we want to vibrate at the level of what we want to bring in. So mm-hmm. yeah, I um, we can't always do it in the moment. I know sometimes I need a second to Like have the light bulb go off and be like, oh, sweetie, this is about you taking some time to get into the energy of what it is you want this interaction to feel like Mm -hmm. and then, and then bring it yourself. So
0: I love that. Always a mirror. God, it's always a mirror. (laughs) It's not it's never about the other person, no matter how much we want to make it about them.
1: I person. know. It's, it's not it doesn't it. It stink Sometimes you're like, man, so learn really? this lesson again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Ego yeah. wants to make it about the other person. Unfortunately, it's always about us. Yeah. I I really I love this conversation too because it's both uh, this is this is about the emotional piece of our own growth and healing and kind of past wounds and simultaneously it's such a deep spiritual practice. I feel like Mm -hmm. we're able to really dance between, um, you know, both the, the emotional healing piece and also the, um, the spiritual growth and, um, I'll share. Can I share like a little a story that has been helpful for me? So this story comes from the one and only Elizabeth Gilbert, who, (laughs) as you know, is my number one fairy godmother. Um, She tells a story that when she was having, when she was realizing that she needed to leave her marriage with her first husband a ton of fear was coming up for her and she was feeling like immense guilt about the promises Mm -hmm. that they had made to each other and her own, her own values and, and all of that. And um, she was talking to a friend and a friend said to her, sweetie, do you feel like you have um, a spiritual force? That's kind of looking out for you and guiding you and holding you Um, during this really hard part of your journey? And she's like, Oh, yeah, like, I really believe that the universe is rigged in favor of my of my growth and my expansion, even when it's not easy, right? So she really Mm -hmm. felt that. And her friend said, Do you believe that your husband also has that with spirit? And she's like, Oh, I get it now. Yes, of course. I, every person has that. Right. Mm. So because sometimes we can get into a place of feeling so guilty, you know, that we might be hurting someone else or disappointing someone else or whatever. Um, if we can take a step back and realize, wait a second, they actually have immense power in their own right too. They have their own spiritual connection. They have their own tools. Um, and this is really about giving us both the dignity to, um, to honor those. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Do you have any, like, I know we talked a little bit about conversations, but any, like, tips or resources that you would give the audience around how to set boundaries as an empath and how to release some of the guilt? I know those are kind of two separate questions, but – releasing those energetic bonds that we sometimes hold with people we care about and really just stepping into an empowered state as someone who deeply feels for other people. Is there any way that you set boundaries with, you know, I know family,
1: friends, clients, whatever. Yeah. A hundred percent. So you asked two questions. One was like um, the energetic work that I do. And then the other was kind of how for myself, the questions that I ask for the conversations that I have. So I'm going to actually, s- going to start with that second one. Um, I, <laughs> this is great. So I, t- I uh, emailed my little sister who has become my spiritual guru as of late. She's so mm-hmm. great. Um, an issue that I was having with a client around money. And I wanted to both honor like what I, um, what I needed while also being like having a spirit of generosity with this other person. Mm -hmm. And so I had kind of, I was talking to my sister about like, what approach would you take? My sister asked me this question. Usually spiritual answers come in very short, very direct questions I have found. She said, Jess, what, what do you want? (laughs) I was like, well, that cuts to the like heat of, of this issue very fast. What do you want? So that's what I would invite our listeners to just ask themselves. What do you want? Like, what do you want with this client? What do you want when you are spending time with family? Um, You know, what do you want for the good of the relationship? And usually what I have found is it's finding a way that honors both people. And there's almost always a way to do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it means getting a little bit creative or thinking of the third answer, you know, not mm-hmm. just like something that's only good for one or only good for the other. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So that's what I ask myself. What, what do you want? I love that question. I like,
0: okay. Cause how many of us actually take the time to reflect and ask that question and even going back to like, yes, in relationships and boundaries, but just like, life in general. What a simple question, but how how many of us take that time to actually ask the question and not, again, not just in relationship, but every single
1: area of our life? 100%. Can I ask another really good question that I, that I got from a book on prosperity that I'm reading right now? Um, It's by Edwin Gaines for people who are interested in like a really spiritual approach to, to prosperity. Um, G-A-I-N-E-S is the last name. She asks, what if there were no supposed do's? What if there were no supposed do's? Oh God, loved it. Yeah. So I've been sitting with that one, especially around my business. You know, there's Mm. so many people telling us that it has to be done this way, or we Mm. need to use this model or, you know, yada, yada. Oh my
0: God, yes.
1: Yep. So, um, so those are two that I would love, uh, that I that I sometimes just ask in my head or that I journal with for me, the writing, writing will get me out of monkey mind a little bit um, Mm -hmm. faster. So yeah, feel free, you know, to journal on that. What if there were no supposed tos here and I could actually do what felt the most honoring to the highest good of all
0: Mm -hmm. parties
1: involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. And I love that. It's like one of the big things I focus on with clients because so many so many people come to me for coaching and they're, they've been fed by other coaches. Like this is what you structure your business as. This is how it needs to look. This is what you need to do. It's like, there's a lot of beautiful resources and tools and strategies out there, but at the end of the day, it's not going to work unless it feels good
1: for you. Yes. 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 And our deepest wisdom knows. So if we can Mm -hmm. get quiet enough to listen to, um, that inner wisdom, um, then, then we can lead a life that's deeply aligned and that honors everyone. And everyone gets to find their own way to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. um, nature is huge for me. Journaling is huge for me. Um, what are the other? I, I love sage. Um, mm-hmm. Sage will drop me in in an instant. So if I if I sage myself and then just kind of wait for. Um, you know, the inner truth to drop in, I'll get it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Movement is huge for me. Like I often get a lot of deep thoughts while I'm um, feeling the endorphin rush. Mm -hmm. Podcasts are also huge for me. I mean, my, you know, all my people know, like, that I think might be even my main mindfulness practice, like Mm -hmm. listening to other people who are vibing high and are helping me to find those answers within is really big.
0: Amazing.
1: So those are the practices I use. Yeah, and then in terms of your other question about um, kind of drawing those boundaries or, or tips that I use, um, I do a lot of different things. I'll, I'll create intentionality before an interaction. And um, I have a whole guide on my website kind of around that, which I'm, I'll give you the link and you can share with your listeners too in terms of um, really thinking about how, how do I want this interaction to go, what do I need from it, That those pieces. Um, but I also just, I do a lot with kind of a guided visualization before I go into a situation where I know that I, I may be triggered. So um, I'm happy to kind of just guide our listeners through that visualization um, at some point during this call, if that would be helpful. It's, it's quick and it's, it's just the reset button that sometimes we need in order to stay in our own light because um, that's really, that's in highest service to everyone. I think
0: that would be so incredibly powerful and maybe we can just like flow right into that. I think in this moment, that would be wonderful.
1: Okay, great. Um, I Love this kind of stuff. (laughs) Okay, great. So if you're listening while you're, you know, driving or um, doing dishes or whatever, uh, well maybe listen now and then come back to it later and you can try it when you can, you know, take your hands off the wheel. Um, So just invite people to get into a comfortable position. And close your eyes. I'm going to invite us to do a different kind of breath work. So we're going to take a deep breath in, and we're going to do something a little bit different on the exhale. Turn us to start the breath at the base of our spine in our root chakra, which is our groundedness. Feel that groundedness. And then come up into your second chakra, which is the seat of your creativity and your sensuality. And come up into your third chakra, that beautiful yellow light, the seat of your power. And then into your heart chakra, all of the love that you emanate and that you receive the love that is in everyone's highest good. Then into your throat chakra, your voice, your communication, how we share our ideas with the world. then up into our third eye, into our intuition. And then into our crown chakra, our deep connection with spirit that comes into us and that flows outward from us. So I'm gonna invite us to now take one deep breath in through those chakras, up from our spine all the way up to top of our head. And instead of letting out a big exhale, I want you to imagine just taking the cap off and just letting the exhale flow out like we're taking the cap off, whatever that means for you. Feel how that exhale is a little bit different. Let's do it a few more times. Nice deep breath in, up through our entire body, and then just take the cap off. One more time. Now I'm going to invite us to imagine that coming from above is a really beautiful white cleansing light. And it's cascading over us. I feel so pure and so cleansing, and so cathartic, and it's removing anything that is not in our highest interest, anything that we're holding on to that is not serving us, anything that is coming from a place of scarcity or fear or guilt or low vibe. It's just letting it wash away, and it's all going back into Mother Earth, who knows what to do with it, Mother Nature knows how to take those impurities and cleanse them. Just feel it washing over us. And feel as we're letting go of any cords that are attached to other people that are not in our highest interest, that we're plugging those other people back into spirit that we're plugging them back into their own source because each person has that deep, deep connection that is all their own and it is not our responsibility. So as we're feeling this white light cleanse us and wash over us, all those cords that we have with others that are not in our highest interest, we are plugging those cords from those other people into their own own spiritual connection, their own spiritual source. And now I'm going to invite us to imagine the most beautiful golden yellow light coming again from above. And it's coming down all around us. It's a beautiful, protective orb. It's kind of golden, amber, richest, most nourishing and powerful light that we can feel. And it's all around us. we can see into the outside world but we can also know that it only lets in the energy that is in our highest good and it holds around us all of our light all of our joy all of our immense love all of our tenderness all of our playfulness, all of our creativity, all those beautiful gifts that make us uniquely us, the way that we uniquely vibrate, that we shine, all of those are staying in this beautiful golden orb. And we are holding that divine light with us as we move into our day and as we move into our interactions. This golden light is protecting us, it is nourishing us, it is allowing all of our beautiful gifts to shine out and it is keeping anything that is not within our highest interest from coming into this circle. And we hold that with us with utmost surety conviction and power and light. We take one more beautiful deep breath. We feel spirit filling our entire being. And as we let out an exhale, we feel the smile play on our lips from a place of power, joy, and playfulness we slowly let our eyes flutter open as we feel ready. Ready to move into our day from a place of beautiful, clear boundaries and empowerment.
0: I was just oscillating that whole time. Mm. (laughs) So powerful, like so much Mm. energy moving through. Uh, I can say for... For the collective, that was powerful. Mm,
1: thank, thank you. So much. Thank you. I think, you know, one of the things that um, I just want to affirm for us is that the way that we shine with spirit and with divine energy is through our joy and through our light. Mm-hmm. And that often... um when we're navigating hard stuff, it can feel heavy and it can feel dark and um, that the, the highest good is really for us to be in our joy and our light. And this doesn't mean berating ourselves when we don't feel that it means bringing utter, 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 tender self-compassion to ourselves. And um, the invitation here is really to be in a place of joy and light and, and whimsy and playfulness. And so um, that is uh, that is not something that's immature or, you know, like uh, something to be poo-pooed. We don't have to always be such, um, you know, heavy-handed spiritual gurus, right? So um, as we work through setting really clear boundaries for ourselves and for other people, uh, the invitation is to do it from a place of humor and mm-hmm. and lightness and joy and um, yes. I find that if I can do that then it really brings things to the next level. Like that feels like where the real juice is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I love that so much. I uh, I would, like was moving through a lot last week, just like mm-hmm. unworthiness and stuff, and I was like fuck it. I'm just going to twerk my way through this week. And yes. like, I had more dance parties and yes, yeah. I cried more last week than I do in a typical week, but it was mm-hmm. just like, I'm moving the energy through and I'm not, you know, it's like, it's allowing whatever wave needs to wash over and being tender in that. But also like I can freaking twerk
1: through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love her. that Shelby. Yeah. I love it because the, um, what I have found about the spiritual life and spiritual practice is it's always a both and mm-hmm. it's never black or white. And if we can yes. dance between both feeling like the hottest of hot messes, but also like having those moments where we take a step back and we mm-hmm. twerk our little tushes off or mm-hmm or just laugh about it, or have these moments of exquisite joy, mm-hmm. then we know we're in it, you know, then we know we're in it. It's, it's not about perfection. It's really about being able to, to dance with what is and to know that growth, um, sometimes it feels hard, and it can also feel really joyous. It can yeah. also feel really joyous. Yeah. yeah. And I think
0: that's too, is like the lens we're looking at it through. So. Yep. Such yep, a yep. That sometimes we look at growth and we're like, oh, it has to be hard. But what yes. if we could just play through it? And what if it could just be expansive and fun? And yeah, sure, we're going to cry once in a while, but mm-hmm. like in a purging, cleansing way, but still come out of the other side, just having a heyday.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And I'll, you know, I'll speak really openly. I'm, I am burning down some giant paradigms in my life right now. And there are moments when I get my knickers in a knot a little bit about it, you know. Like it feels, I feel a little overwhelmed. I'll say. Um, and there are many, many more moments where I just feel like so much expansiveness and freedom and joy and and yeses from my from my deepest depths and and affirmations, uh, you know, from the world around me about that. So. So as we do this deep internal work um, and set boundaries and choose a path of um, really self-honor, um, just a blessing for everyone to, to do it from a place that feels affirming and joyous and in our deepest integrity um, and, and playful too, playful.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your story and giving us some incredible tools and energy healing. Honestly, I can feel like I feel lighter after that a little bit like I call it spiritually high when I get so mm, yes. <laughs> when source taps in, I'm like, oh hi, yeah, <laughs> yeah. my drunk guys, <laughs> my spiritual drunk guys. I love
1: it. I Just love always it. a good
0: luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but where can the listeners find you? What do you have going on right now? Um, how can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, my website is really chock full of goodies. I have. Um, resources more info all sorts of kind of spiritual nuggets that i put on there and that's rabbi jessica so r-a-b-b-i-j-e-s-s-i-c-a-m-a-r-s-h-a-l-l at gmail.com i am launching this week so this is super exciting we're recording what is today january 21st so launching this week um, a seven-week online soul gathering called mm-hmm. Sacred Sizzle, um, which is really all about expanding um, the, uh, the dream life that we have for ourselves and what it looks like to dance with spirit while we do that. So it's nourishing our own spiritual connection and also really getting in touch with a life that lights us up and makes Mm. us say a big, big, big yes. And doing it from a place of playfulness and joy and also tenderness. So really touching on a lot of the things that we talked about. Um, So you can visit my website there. And then I also have um, a really active Facebook group, Divine Winks and Soul Whispers with Rabbi Jessica K. Marshall, um, where we just support each other and post those things. So, I know you'll have links to those um, on your website too, but those are great places to find me. And I really, really, really love being in dialogue with with your listeners. So if there's something that I said that strikes you and you'd love to talk more, or if you would love a little bit of brainstorming around a particular thing in your life that feels like Mm -hmm. it could use some extra nourishment around this, please, please, please be in touch anytime. It's really, it's an honor to be in dialogue. Mm -hmm. So just want to encourage people to do that.
0: Amazing. I love that so much. I think sometimes we forget when we listen to these episodes that these people are here for, for connection too. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for opening that that floor up with the listeners and I'm so happy to share you and thank you again for being here.
1: Mm, Thank you, Shelby. You're sharing so much light and beautiful energy with the world. And um, it's an honor to be on this journey beside you.